<laughs> I wish that was Tim. Five seconds too early. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Normally, uh, on these little open segments, uh, I try to do something a little quirky, a little goofy, uh, something fun. You know, some more more times than not, something really stupid. This time, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm going for the uh, moment. So here we go. My stepdaughter Kira. Uh, she gave me a little, I guess maybe an early uh, Father's Day gift. Um, I guess this is the uh, the first uh, Father's Day. I guess I technically am for her, being her stepfather, since I married her mother uh, last July. Um, we, I got she got me these little coasters right here, and uh, let's see who's on these coasters. Right, so first one, there we go, Triple H. I believe that was his uh, his last championship run when he uh, he uh, won the Royal Rumble, so he got that one good. Uh, we got her favorite, also as well favorite of the show, Alexa Bliss. Nice. Uh, we got her right there too. We, I went throwback. She actually asked me who my favorite wrestlers were. We got some throwback. Uh, we got Macho Man Randy Savage, of course. Ooh, yeah, there we go, cream of the crop. And then here, here's of course my favorite one. And she actually got the picture of when Miz recently won the WWE Championship. Probably the greatest eight days of my recent memory. So thank you very much, Kira. Ready? One, two, three. Nonsense, some chicanery, some shenanigans. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 54 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We are uh, taping a little bit early tonight. So for those of you, uh, James Wheeler, the man with three H's, and everybody else that likes to chime in the comments section, uh, unfortunately, we won't be able to take those today. We are not ignoring you. We are not D-holes. We love it when you guys play along with us today. Uh, something came up, so we're doing a little early, making sure we're giving you the content that you so love and desire. Uh, with us, as always, on the bottom part of our screen, the first ever pro wrestling pick'em champion, the living legend, John DeConi. John, how are things today? Good. Good to see you again, Al. It's been, what, two, three hours? <laughs> yeah, I see you still got your Minister Ball Time shirt on. I got mine on. We were celebrating uh, the Daily Wrestling News Show's 100th episode uh, early this morning. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Ryan went, you know, there goes... Uh, Daily Wrestling News are ripping off the Essential Wrestling Podcast. You know, they went five strong on the squares. Uh, they had us on, uh, along with Travis, and, of course, Ryan hosted. Uh, John Smith, you were there. Uh, you decided to change. Uh, but, uh, you're always repping Legado del Fantasma and the Jets. You know, I really that, that's nothing new out of you. Yeah, let's just pretend I didn't spill lasagna all over my shirt that I was wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, you know, that's breakfast of champions right there. Who doesn't love lasagna for breakfast, all right? Hey, it, was lunch. It, cold. it was lunch. It was after the show was over. Uh, okay. Well, did you eat it hot or did you warm it up or did you eat it cold? You know, cold lasagna. Oh, yeah, no, cold I, lasagna. I, I baked a nice frozen lasagna. I threw it in for an hour and a half after after the show was over earlier. Nice. There you go. It's Garfield's favorite, right? All right, so today on the Essential Wrestling Podcast, Moose uh, is up for the – he's up first uh, for the Impact World Championship. He's going to be batting leadoff for Impact to try to get the belt back from Kenny Omega. We have the first-time champion on SmackDown after 10-plus years in the country. Kushida and Santos Escobar with an absolute thriller on NXT. 
Gary Mahefi is back this week. He was a little under the weather last week, took the week off. He's back, and from what I saw, he has a brand fresh new haircut, so he looks good. He's back with us to discuss the NXT UK and the absolute travesty of Zion Brookside not being in the number one contenders match last Thursday on NXT UK. You might hear some curse words out of me. Uh, Ryan Joy from MinutesToBellTime.com and the 100th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. He will be here with us to talk a little bit about Ring of Honor. And then, uh, you know, he'll always be on for AEW. He's our senior correspondent. We make our picks for this week's upcoming shows. Uh, you'll see the graphics and the statistics always presented by MinutesToBellTime.com. And, of course, our picks are always sponsored by ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, I can't stress this enough. She'll like it. She'll like it. Uh, we are going to main event the show with a new champion on All Elite Wrestling that was crowned, ironically enough, on Rusev Day. Uh, we are going to turn jerk the show uh, with the pay-per-view, the WWE event from this past Sunday. We have WrestleMania Backlash. Six amazing matches. Uh, you see, you, you only see a six-match card. And you're like, what the hell are they doing? But this was an absolutely uh, incredible show wrestling-wise. John DeConi, uh, the main event was, of course, the head of the table. Yeah, and these two went the line. You know, everybody got uh, a good amount of time to do what they do on this show. And I think that's what made it so good because they've got a lot of talented stars. Well, these two got almost a half hour. Uh, Roman left the Usos backstage. He was going to do this all on his own. He went out there and tangled with Cesaro, and the two of them just, you know, the back and forth grappling early on. Uh, then uh, Cesaro tweaked his arm a little bit, and Roman focused right in on that arm. Uh, at one point, he got the upper hand after about the first five to seven minutes or so, and he was he just had uh, he had Cesaro down, and he was punishing him. Looked right into the camera and name checked Daniel Bryan. Basically, you know, this this one's for you, Debray, as he continued to, to slam on Cesaro. Uh, Cesaro would get, you know, his comeback, as as you would expect. He hit that. It, it, I absolutely love it every time it happens. I'm never not impressed when he hits his uh, deadlift superplex from the second rope from the outside in. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's just fantastic. That, that got him a two count. Uh, he went for the neutralizer, but uh, Reigns countered it into an arm bar. Continuing to work on that arm. Cesaro got it free, but he took a Superman punch for his trouble. He got locked into the guillotine, got out of the first one, was able to roll it into a sharpshooter. Uh, but uh, the head of the table kicked out of that or shook his way out of that. Uh, he put that guillotine back on, and it was nighty-night for Cesaro. He didn't tap, but he went to sleep, took a nap, and the, uh, the Universal Champion retains. Yeah, but wait, well, there's wait. more. <laughs> and then after the bell, because you know that wasn't that wasn't enough of a letdown for Cesaro in his first ever singles championship match. Seth Rollins kind of shared a, a moment and a look with uh, Roman as he made his way down to the ring, and they proceeded to beat the living hell out of Cesaro in a suit that can only have been made by, I don't know, some kids shooting paintballs at a white suit. I'm not sure. 
That was a straight up white suit walking into the building and three kids pummeled him with paint, a paintball attack. <laughs> Actually, somebody posted uh, a picture. Apparently, you know, way back when in Ring of Honor, uh, Seth was wearing a white suit and it got bloodied up and the blood like dripped down like the top part yeah. of the suit. So I, think, I don't know if that was like a, an homage to that. Uh, but yeah, even before even uh, Seth Rollins, the joke was right there for you. Uh, John DeConi, before that attack by Seth Rollins, uh, Jey Uso came out. Roman got laid. Uh, Roman Jey Uso put the, the lay on top of uh, on Roman Reigns, you know, proclaiming him as at the table. Jimmy Uso, nowhere to be found. Uh, John Smith, that was one title defense. Uh, you know, the top guy on SmackDown, the top guy on Raw, got it done too. Yeah, and I mean, it wasn't a tw- almost 30-minute match, but you know what? It almost felt like it because there was so much action in this one, and with with the guys that are in it, the big guys, you don't expect them to be moving as quickly. So with all the stuff that they got in in this match, you know, for, for it to only be 15 minutes was pretty impressive. Um, you know, right from the start, they did a, vert- a stalling vertical suplex on, on uh, a, a two-on-one on Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun started swinging steps around, you know, not really running into everybody. Bobby Lashley gets thrown through the LED board. Um, you know, the second that happened, I turned to my son and I said, you know what's going to happen is Drew's going to get Braun in the ring. He's going to get the advantage. He's going to have him beat. And Bobby's going to spear him get or <laughs> out of the way or throw him out of the way and, and steal the victory. And that's exactly what happened. But you know, just the, that it was predictable from that point forward. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's it's just, you know, I think we, we've just been watching for too long and we know how, how they like to end some sort of matches. But, uh, you know, this this was not, not five-star, but close to it, especially for the guys involved. And, you know, I always forget, like I said in our text message, you know, earlier, that I, I always forget how good Braun is when you can actually let him go and you let him work and you don't, you don't handcuff them to a, a, a certain uh, expectation or style of promo or you need to get, you know, you script his entire match. You just let him go, and this is what happens. Very nice. Very nice. Shout out to Braun Strowman. Uh, in the uh, women's division, we had two championship matches. On the Raw side, Rhea Ripley, she got the win. She defeated Charlotte Flair and Asuka in a triple threat. Um, Asuka took a boot from Charlotte. Charlotte was on the outside of the apron. Charlotte fell off. Oscar with, uh, got hit by the boot, turned right into a riptide, and uh, Rhea Ripley retained. During that match, though, Charlotte hit that double natural selection, and she had both of them covered. I'm like, there it is. Ow! And then, then, like, those three points are just ripped right away from me. Um, John the Connie, uh, Bianca Belair, she had to defend her title as well. She sure did. Uh, her and Bailey, uh, you know, they, they locked up early on. Uh, Bianca threatened the hair whip fairly early in the match, and it kind of like made Bailey stop in her tracks there. Uh, so that that threat was kind of looming the whole match after you know what she did to Sasha uh, to win the title with that with that hair. Uh, and then Bailey got pissed off at that. She wound up taking her down by thank God she wasn't wearing those enormous hoop earrings because Bailey basically took her uh, down by the earlobe at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she suplexed her on the floor. Uh, she raked the eyes behind the ref's back. Uh, she hit the Bailey to belly and was, you know, thought she was going to get a pin right there. But then Bianca uh, turned the tables on her a little bit. You know, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, a little, little skullduggery by Bailey all the way, you know, all along the match. And then uh, the champ used her 
eight foot braid to wrap up and hold down Bailey and just kind of rolled her right up for the one, two, three and retained. Yeah, Bailey was, uh, she was, I think she watched Rick Flair. She was motivated by Rick Flair. She went to the eyes. She was holding the role. Like she was doing all of the, all of the, the dirty heel tactics that match. Bailey tried her asshole to cheat to win that match. Yeah, uh, the the hair, was the hair. She got her legs caught in the hair on the roll. Yeah. On the reversal. Uh, John Smith, the one title change that uh, everybody pretty much predicted, uh, except for me. Uh, Ken Griffey Sr. was up first. He hit a home run. Then here comes Ken Griffey Jr. right behind him. He hits a home run as well. So we have the first father-son combination to win tag team championships. Yeah, they. Uh, we didn't know if this was actually going to be counted towards the pool because Dominic got beat up backstage and – we thought it was going to end up just being a one-on-two between Ray and the Dirty Dogs. But, um, you know, heroically enough, Dominic comes down halfway through the match. The Mysterios pull it off. First ever father-son tag team champions in, in WWE history, which is pretty cool. And actually kind of surprising to me because you'd think that, you know, in their 60 years or however long year history that there would have been a – father-son tandem at some point, but I digress. Yeah, and it was, you know, shout out to Don Mysterio. He keeps paying tribute to his biological father, Eddie Guerrero, by doing the frog splash as the finish. <laughs> um, and then the final match on the show, it wasn't the main event, but it was in the middle right there. The final match for us to talk about. Damien Priest defeated The Miz after uh, he hit the lights. In a lumberjack match, uh, where the ring was surrounded by all the former members of Retribution, and they didn't look well at all. Um, they did not age well whatsoever. And uh, apparently, Retribution was looking to get a piece of Miz's superstardom as they crowded him uh, post match. And it looks like we'll we not be seeing the Miz for a while. So we will put this up here. We will. You know, we'll end the show this way. We'll put him. I didn't get a graphic in time. We just found out that apparently he tore his ACL during the match. Uh, you know, Miz cried wolf. You know, law of averages. He keep on saying something. He simply keep on saying something. He kept on saying he was never injured. And lo and behold, there happened. So I'm going to keep on saying I've never won the lottery. I've never won the lottery. So we'll see if it works for me as well. Um, <laughs> here are the standings for the WWE uh, sign of the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool. John Smith nailed it. There you go. 6-0, the perfect pay-per-view. Nice. Uh, with the early lead, Ryan Joy and Gary Maheffy, they each went 5-1 with 17. Tyler and Travis also went 5-1, but they put their money on Cesaro, so they lost a couple points on that one. Uh, Miz and Charlotte didn't get it done for me, uh, as well as Rude and Ziggler, and then John DeConnie. Uh, I believe you went with Drew McIntyre, which is why you were a little bit lower than I am. But, John Smith, here you go. You now have the perfect pay-per-view lean, putting backlash right next to Blood and Guts on your resume. Anything you want to say in celebration, John Smith? I'm just happy that I'm above Gary Mahaffey now, just like Santos is above Jordan Devlin. <laughs> Uh, rewinding to last Friday on SmackDown, we have history, John DeConnie. As I mentioned on the headlines, uh, for the first time in 10-plus years, Tamina's got some gold. All right. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and she uh, she figured heavily in this match. She she took uh, – uh, well, she, she, she got to finish. So uh, Nia 
had taken – was was it her that she took out early in the match? She hit a Samoan drop outside up against the barricade uh, early on in the match. But yeah. in the end, uh, Naya would hit another Samoan drop on Natty in the ring, not realizing Tamina was legal. Tamina hits the Superfly Splash on Naya, new champs. Uh, and I think the best part about this match is that they, they gave – instead of giving these ladies three to four minutes, they gave them almost ten. So and yeah. you know and it 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 paid off because they let them do what they do you know they you know they got some they have professionals here you you let these these ladies do what they do and they're gonna deliver uh, so yeah so uh, Tamina and Natty new champs uh, Kayla did a little interview in the ring afterwards uh, both women were visibly uh, emotional they thanked each other they thanked the universe it was a it was a really nice feel good moment. That probably should have happened at WrestleMania, but better late than ever. Here's to you. Yeah, the, the dreams do come true. Hard work pays off. You know, 10 plus years, Tamina was always there. She was never released and came back. She always stuck with the grind. And, uh, you know, she has rewarded me. We talked a little bit. Let's digress for a second. We talked a little bit this morning on uh, Ryan's 100th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show. Uh, what we want to see, whatever. And I know, I guess, uh, a secondary women's championship was discussed. Um, these, I think, these are doing okay because now Tamina can have some gold while not being a world title because that was always a, a, so. This is this is a nice secondary title, I think. I know the tag team, you know, we have to do two of them. You know, the division itself is a little scarce, but um, yeah, this this is serving the purpose that it does. You know, Tamina can finally say that she is a champion in world wrestling entertainment. Um, and another match that was non uh, backlash related. Uh, King Corbin defeated Shinsuke Nakamura after reversing the uh, the arm triangle, the armbar triangle, that, uh, into a pin. Uh, Nakamura hit Corbin post match with a Kinshasa, stole Corbin's crown, and now I think we have to call him Kinshke Nakamura, right? That's his name now, Kinshke. He has the crown in his possession, so it looks like this feud's going to be going forward. And I actually, I really like this pairing. So uh, I, hopefully, I think God he's an him. emperor. He, he's an emperor because he's in Japan. He's Japanese, so he's Emperor Nakamura. There you right? go. Well, does that make Corbin president? There's no kings in the U.S. either. <laughs> <laughs> well, he won King of the Ring. He won the King of the Ring. He's fair. King Scared. Okay, I can hear it right now. And then <laughs> actually, there was a huge bleep. I, I, uh, a huge thing. All right, so uh, Commander Z's was presented the Medal of Honor for his bravery and loyalty. To Apollo Crews and the Intercontinental Championship turned into an absolute bleep show uh, with with Apollo Crews and the Commanders. They were already out there. Sami Zayn came out. Kevin Owens came out. Big E came out. Uh, bleep was thrown everywhere. Uh, so uh, Postman Pierce decided to make it official for this Friday night on SmackDown. We have the Intercontinental Championship match being defended in a fatal four way. Damn, Sammy Owen nine, really, pal? Come on, Sammy. <laughs> wow. Get that smile <laughs> off your face. Start cheating. Let's do this. But uh, Apollo Cruz, he's going to be going against Kevin Owens, Biggie, Sammy Zayn. Of course, Apollo Cruz will have Commander Aziz at ringside. John Connie, who do you got? Oh, I have no feel for this match because I mean, I could literally see anyone walking away with it, and it could. You know, lead to a further storyline. So I'll go with my heart and say KO gets it done here. All right, John Smith. 
I think it's too soon for them to be taking that title off of Apollo. I'm going with him, especially because Aziz is going to be there. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I'm going to go with Apollo Cruz as well. This is actually working. I like that, that this thing is uh, going with those two. So uh, might as well keep it going. Uh, that will do it for SmackDown, and we will rewind to – I guess we'll fast forward from SmackDown, but rewind in reality back to last night, Monday Night Raw. Uh, we had two stories I unintentionally, I guess, intertwined here. So the show started. Bobby Lashley came out celebrating his championship win from Backlash. He offered out an open challenge, uh, which was immediately accepted by Drew McIntyre, but Drew, you know, kind of jumped the gun here. MVP specifically, you know, he's not just specifically stated, but after the fact, you know, this isn't offered to Braun and this isn't offered to Drew since Lashley just beat him the night before. Uh, so going with that later on the night, all of a sudden then we see Riddle playing, you know, some games here, trying to get the New Day and Randy Orton to become friends. And history has shown us, especially in recent as of two years ago, the New Day and Randy Orton do not like each other, specifically Kofi Kingston and Randy Orton. So that match actually ended up happening. Kofi Kingston got the win. Uh, Raw roll-up, it's back. I think we had a two-week break of it. The Raw roll-up is back. Distraction by uh, Xavier Woods. Uh, playing the trombone, Randy got rolled up. Uh, and just going before we go forward, that Riddle did not look happy with that. He did not like the, the, the uh, chicanery. By the new day to get that win, so it seems like Rain, uh, Riddle is kind of you know sliding towards Randy in this whole thing. But then now it comes time, John the Connie. Fast forward to the main event to Bobby Lashley's WWE. You no, know, there he comes, Lashley ripping off Sheamus uh, championship open challenge non-title match. Yeah, that we yeah. So leading up to this, we had uh, we had Sheamus say, "I just might answer the open challenge tonight." We had Mason T-Bar flipping a coin to figure out which one of them was going to answer the open challenge. We had Damian Priest say he might. We had Sheldon Benjamin say he might. And in the end, Kofi Kingston comes out. Okay, sure, whatever. <laughs> so uh, we find out uh, that it is non-title. As we're getting into it, uh, MVP drops that bomb as well. Uh, so these two, uh, these two Lockhorns for about 10, 11 minutes – uh, Bobby, you know, throws Kofi around a little bit, but Kofi with his high flying and missile drop kicks and whatnot, he has, you know, his, his back and forth and we get towards the end sequence here and MVP decides he's going to get involved. He gets close to the ring is about to deliver a cane shot with that very nice walking cane with the big skull on the top of it. And Drew McIntyre appears out of nowhere, stops MVP from interfering, takes the cane away uh, Bobby takes a swipe at him, you know, through the ropes. Uh, Drew uses the cane, boom, right in the gut, which allows Kofi to get the roll-up and the non-title one, two, three. Roll, roll-up is back in full force. We're going to bring it up one more time towards the end of the show. But, uh, it took a couple weeks off, so it came back with a vengeance. Uh, John Smith, little heel on heel action yesterday. First match of the night was AJ Styles and Elias. Yeah, Monday Night Raw, sponsored by Fruit Roll-Ups, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what are we talking about here? Oh, yeah, AJ Styles versus Elias. Um, you know, they they went they went for a good, you know, what, five, six minutes, but then Jackson Riker just gets involved. I'm, I'm very upset that we never get to see an Elias match go, like, beginning to end. Like, just a nice clean Elias match, whether he wins or loses. There's always, 
some sort of something that has to happen and or the guitar gets involved or yeah. he doesn't even get the match started because somebody cuts him off or something like that. So uh, that's my only shot at, at this is that like, can we please just get Elias out there in a, in a clean match? But it looks like we're going to get the two of them versus uh, AJ and Omos for the, uh, for the titles at some point. I mean, uh, Riker got involved, caused a DQ, AJ won by DQ, but this is definitely not over. No, it's not. Yeah, I think that's just the way to, to drag it out. It's the non-creative way to, to drag it out. But heel on heel, you know, you got to expect either one of the two, either Riker or Omas, was was going to get involved at some point. So it's, yeah, to be continued. Uh, John DeCani, Alexis Playground, she, uh, I kind of overthought this. She had uh, Natty and Tamina on there. Now, I wasn't thinking that Alexa directly was going to do anything to Natalia and Tamina. They were celebrating their new tag team championships on Raw. They could, they're now allowed on both shows, so they popped up on Raw. Uh, and they defended against, uh, you know, it was a uh, WrestleMania backlash, backlash-er um, against Nia and Shayna. But I thought this whole thing with Alexa Brantley was to lure Shayna into – the playground, because I, I, I'm the hell. It said Shayna's leg gave out out of nowhere when Lily was at the top of the ramp. So I kind of thought this was a way to, to lure out Shayna, but it, it wasn't the bait. The, the, the Maddie and Tamina kind of got weirded out a little bit when Alexa asked them what their favorite color was, because that was pretty random. <laughs> and uh, so they bounced, and, and that was the end of it. So uh, then they walked the aisle, and they had a WrestleMania backlash. Er. Yeah, well, yeah, it, it seems as if uh, Alexis Playground was meant uh, more to expose us to the comedic timing of Tamina because watching her free, you know, freak out just about every time uh, Alexa opened her mouth really gave me a chuckle. Yeah. Uh, so we fast forward to, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes later in the show, we get the we get the match. We get uh, Natty and Tamina defending against uh, Nia and Shayna, the former champs. And about two, three minutes into it, Alexa makes her way out, you know, at top of the ramp in front of the Tron. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, nothing's really happening. And we get a moment where Reggie gets up on the ring steps. He hasn't really gotten involved, you know, at that point. But we get a Kane-esque flash pot go off right on the, the ring post. Sends him flying back into the barricade. You know, we're worried he might be very injured. Uh, but it, it kind of... You know, it causes enough of a distraction for Tamina to, to uh, grab a bear hug on Shayna and Natty to finish the heart attack, which, of course, uh, Adnan had no idea what it was. He just called it a clothesline. Uh, but we get the cover and we get the one, two, three. It's only about three minutes and 15 seconds worth of a match. And it ends with no more shots of Alexa, but we hear Lily laughing like three, four, five times. And Tamina looking all over, trying to figure out what the hell is going on. She doesn't like it one bit, but uh, the, cha the the new tag champs retain in backlash of backlash. And uh, Natty and Tamina continue with the gold. Now, is it, like, it going to go on in record books, John Smith, if Alexa and Lily are tag team champions? Is this possible here? <laughs> hey, if Nicholas can do it, anyone can do it. Okay, but Nicholas is a living person. Like that's <laughs> so is Lily. That's okay. That's 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 okay. That's fair. Fair assessment. Uh, again, in uh, I guess WrestleMania Backlash, or I guess Oscar wasn't a triple threat, but Oscar and Charlotte Flair, uh, they went at it. 
Asuka, what, she reversed the figure eight, or the beginning of the figure eight, into a small package for the win. So now Charlotte, she, who demanded a uh, Raw Championship match because she wasn't involved in the decision, pretty much, again, you know, just Drew McIntyre. This, this is the same thing with both divisions. Am I, am I wrong with this one here? Uh, and Rhea doesn't want to defend because she wants to move on, just like Lashley does. So this whole thing is just, is just written, you know. Anyway, but uh, Asuka got the win this time. So uh, I'll see what's going forward with that. Sheamus defeated Ricochet after two bro kicks. Um, and then John Smith, uh, Johnny Drip Trip uh, had an unfortunate, um, I guess, announcement. Well, he wasn't unfortunate. You know, The Miz is not there. And he actually dedicated his match to the memory of The Miz. <laughs> yeah. How is The Miz gone and not Johnny Drip Trip? He got pulled down by the zombies, too. But yeah. – I- I'm I'm happy that Johnny's still around because he is the most moist sea superstar in the WWE. Um, <laughs> I mean, we all knew he was going to lose this match. Damian Priest, you know, needed still needs to get put over a little bit. He was kind of in the Bad Bunny shadow, so yeah, he took this one with whatever he calls his move. He does that move way better than Cody Rhodes will ever do it. Um, the. I just want to see Johnny get his his much needed singles push now that he's done working with the Miz for a while. I think he really deserves it. He's been hilarious. This is the best work I've ever seen him do. So I love it. Yeah, yeah. John, shout out to John Morrison and Damian Priest uh, afterwards. As John DeConstant mentioned, uh, he was saying that he might challenge, but he's moving forward. Like I said, he's done with obviously the Miz is out. So done with the Miz. He's done with Morrison. He wants to move forward. And you know, he name dropped Lashley. Obviously, he wasn't the one that uh, accepted the challenge. Uh, backstage, we found our truth. Okay, we we saw our truth. He was on TV for the first time, but it's not Raw talk uh, <laughs> since before WrestleMania. It's been a while, yeah. and because uh, uh, Kira Tozawa got him with the roll up. So uh, I guess they wanted to say it was an historic run uh, by our truth. I think he had a title reign that was a little bit longer. I looked it up on Wikipedia to see how many days this one was. I think this one was like twenty nine day reign. I think the, the record is thirty six. Or something like that. It's something very, very small. But uh, this is Akira Tozawa. He's in double digits now. He's now a 10-time 24-7 champion. So uh, he's still about 40 shy of truth, but he's on his way. way. That was probably Maria Canellis that that had it for that long. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's, that's possible, too. That's right. She had it for a while. Um, And then there's a backstage interview with Shelton Benjamin, which is interrupted by Cedric Alexander. Cedric said uh, Cedric called him worthless. So Shelton gave him five across the eyes, and that was the end of that segment. And then uh, Eva Marie, she again was in a promotion. She, of course, being uh, the blessed angel that she is, she just wants to be a role model for younger girls. Hard work pays off. Uh, look at her, and you can, you know, achieve all your dreams. So I don't understand what the problem is, Eva Marie here. Everyone just, you know, I got you guys lit me up this morning about her, so I, I don't get freaking. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be one Raw Women's Champion one day. That's fine. The, the red matches the red. Or the pink now. It's pink, right, Arvin? Yeah. And then uh, the final match to talk about Angel Garza. He defeated Drew Gulak with a wing clipper. And then Garza shoved uh, a rose down Gulak's throat as promised. So that's two for two promises for him. Um, John Smith, potential. Uh, oh, what's the magazine? Pro uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, right? You know the PWI uh, feud of the year here. Uh, do you see this feud? They announced Hell in a Cell coming up in June. Do you see Gulak and Garza 
in a, I guess, uh, a rose in a pee hole stipulation, I guess. It's the only place left to stick a rose, right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I don't, I don't think this is going any further than it's gone already. Uh, Drew, I, I think that, I think they're going to be pushing Angel Garza pr pretty high. Not to the moon, but I think he's going to get a nice – Push and this is just you know the start of, of it and Drew's gonna go back to chasing after our truth. Okay, so Selena's on her way back, so you know Garza might have some help soon. Yeah, Selena, she's been spotted and people are saying she's she's resigned. We don't have any confirmation or word on anything, so we actually can't report on that. But apparently, uh, she's been seen down in the uh, performance center, so. We will see. Gentlemen, we are going to bid you adieu for a little bit. Not too long, so don't go far. Say hi to your loved ones. Go get some groceries. As we it. bring in back after a week off, Gary Mahethy, fresh haircut, looking sharp. How is everything going? Gary, you feeling better, pal? Sorry, I'm just crying. The thought of the Miz being injured for nine months. I can't. Oh. And this will end our segment, the UK segment with Gary. <laughs> you know, Ryan Fielding not too bad last week. I don't think you're not expendable here. <laughs> no, dude, well, yeah. all good, all good. So, yeah, glad to have you back, pal. In all seriousness, and we, you know, I got, I got bones to pick right now. Uh, this Amal girl, I liked her, I liked her, and now I want her ass kicked, guy. <laughs> like she, she cost Cyan Brookside the number one contendership. Yeah, I mean, we had this talk of who we thought was going to go for it. I did think Millie McKenzie, but Zaya was my outside <laughs> bet. And then when I saw they'd done an injury angle, I was like, no, of everybody to take out, don't take out Zaya. I'll be depressed for a week. But oh, This is horrible. I was, I was heartbroken. But yeah, so she uh, that they made a backstage segment. Amal wanted to be the replacement and Sid Scala basically told her, listen, you're not going to be the gauntlet. The next time you're going to be in the ring is is going to be yes, Zaya Brookside. Yeah. She's going to, you know, I, and I'm thinking, you're going to get her ass kicked. So like, I'm yelling at the screen with Sid Scalas. So that'll be the, that match will happen at some point, you know, in, in the near future. But then uh, the gauntlet started. Uh, Amelia went out early. Isla Dawn went on a little bit of a run here. She got yeah. uh, Amelia McKenzie out early. And uh, she got, uh, who was the next one? After, oh, uh, subculture. Uh, Danny Luna. She yeah, got her out right away. So, but then here comes, uh oh, better get Mako. Yeah, I actually thought they missed a trick because I thought I, I, either they started Mako's music slightly too early or um, Isla was reacting too, too, slightly too late because she was sitting on the ringside giving it all this and the music had started about five seconds before she had the panic look. But I think what it does do, and NXT UK are very good at this, is that although obviously um, we ended up or... or um, Isla didn't end up winning it. As you say, they gave her a lot. She went over very strong. She was made to look good. And yes, Mako went over uh, Isla during it, but they made Isla look strong that you know, okay, again, her time's coming. She's moving on up. She's getting more emphasis. So uh, even though she didn't win, she still had that feature. But then panic not because Mako won. And yes, the guy Mahaffey... Female Wrestler of the Year 2094 appeared and Jenny yeah. came out for the end. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And then after that, our forever champion came out and uh, she congratulated Miko with a super kick. So yeah. <laughs> uh, they didn't ask when this match was going to take place, but we're going to get it again. And uh, 
I, I don't know the, the 50-50 buyback here, Gary. I know Hunter's not too much of a fan of it. He's, he's a lot less of a fan than Vince is. If Vince was booking this, Mako's, it's a lot that Mako's got it. But, uh, yeah, you know, you know, I, I like the whole forever champ thing that KLR is doing now. I think it's fun. I hope they're riding just a little bit longer. Um, the show opened with a uh, a British rounds match um, after what happened last week on the Supernova Nova Sessions and absolutely incredible show. Again, I, again, we say this every week. I, we're beating the dead horse here. This was an absolutely incredible match. Nathan Fraser shined, but no M. Dar. I, I, I kind of didn't see that one coming. I was rooting for him. Obviously. No, neither did I. And actually, it's been it's been on the maybe say the only British rounds match I'd have to look back. Like it was where well, there wasn't really a downtime. It was all action, very fast paced. A lot of the British rounds have been feeding each other out and so on. This was a lot of high paced action, a lot of fast thing. And it's like we said months ago, having the break in the in the end of the round does not take away from the flow of the match at all. Yeah. Um and as you said, didn't really see it, didn't really see it coming. Obviously, as we came towards the end of it, um Shah Samuels had come out uh, to do a bit of taunting at ringside. And then Noam took it 2-1. But I am pleased that they're doing that. I mean, obviously, Nathan Fraser is amazing. But Noam is actually... I know there's all this talk about who the founding fathers of the brand are. But if you want to say who's the cornerstone of NXT UK, honestly, you can't really look much further than Noam Dar, to be fair about it. Yeah, he was there. He, the Cruiserweight Classic, I was believe, before the uh, the UK. Yeah. So, yeah, Noam Dar, he's a day-one guy, even though he wasn't in that original tournament or even the second tournament. Um, he actually, I believe, actually, it was the second tournament. That special was where he came back yeah. from injury, yeah. and he became number one contender. So, uh, he's gonna. He, this is I got. I got. I got a bad feeling about this. So he's right <laughs> back with the Supernova Sessions on Thursday, and oh, I, 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 I this. See, he's gonna say one thing too many, and this is going to be a problem for both him and Shaw because. Yeah. Uh, dragging off, especially after what he did to the bomber. I don't know if you saw that. We didn't get a chance to talk about that last week. Holy crap! But he, he messed up the bomber and broke yeah. his nose. And you, you, you uh, could, you could, you could almost see, you could almost see in Supernova sessions that dragging off is bubbling up a little bit. And when they get, they just get to the end, and either Shah Samuels or Noam Dar goes, "Thanks very much," and hits him on the back of the neck. <laughs> And off he goes. Yeah, I was thinking like Shaw wouldn't be out there. And like, oh, let me introduce you to my friend yeah. Shaw. And so I'm like, hey, buddy, hey, don't. Yeah. And that, yeah. that's going to get blown up. Yeah. So I, unfortunately, it gets just a bad vibe about that whole thing. <laughs> um, Sam Gradwell got in Trent Seven's face in the training facility, and he got smacked pretty hard for it. Again, five across the eyes from Trent Seven. So uh, that is that we've been talking about before. That's eventually going to happen. That's going to be a lot of fun. Mark Andrews. Uh, New music, they're doing a little bit the NWO thing, but they got the you know the subculture yeah. in the background. It's not really too NWO, but there's a black and white. Uh they they switched uh, the, the color to black and white, and it's it's fun. He did a great job. He fought Levi Muir, and again, great man. Levi is you know, I guess not in action technically. You know, we know who he is, yeah. he's been on a couple times, but I mean Mark Andrews is amazing. I'm a huge Mark Andrews fan, and I have to say their new music and the new presentation on the way out, I absolutely loved. Yeah, I thought it was brilliant. Um, that I mean, obviously, it's going to be good for Danny Luna because Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster are our underground sensations. Everybody knows them. Um, among like the real sort of internet community, know who they are. 
and I think it'll be good for Danny Luna too. But the presentation of them is great, and obviously, again, this is another case of that they're going to put a lot of push behind them and a lot of steam behind them over the next few weeks, so uh, and months. So it will be good to look forward to. Yeah, Danny Luna came out to it too. So all three of them, I mean, it's kind of like NWO, and they're all going to take. You know, the same music, the same intro. Yeah. And yeah, I can't see this not working for them. I think this is going to yeah. be good. Um, and then uh, the big match that we've been waiting for, uh, another rounds match. This one is going to be for the Heritage Cup Championship. I completely forgot that before the pandemic happened that actually Tyler Bates defeated a kid in a singles match. So one for uh, for Tyler Bates and then in the, I guess, <laughs> Tyler Bate, he won, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Aiken defended, already defended the uh, Heritage Cup Championship against Tyler Bate uh, a little while back. It was probably at the end of last year, if that's records 4-0, it was at the end of last year. Tyler Bate defeated Noam Darn rounds match to earn this opportunity. And we're going to get the rubber match here, Gareth. So um, Aiken's still uh, the only champion in the, 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 the title's short career. There has never been a title change. You see, going to Tyler Bate, that's a, that would be Grand Slam. No, it wouldn't be Grand Slam because they never won the UK tag title. Yeah. So. Uh, it'll, it'll be interesting because I think as as when you looked at it, you had I'm, – I'm not a massive fan of this Tyler Bate, Obi-Wan Kenobi type, really cool, <laughs> chilled. But he was very much like, no, I've got this. And you could see that he got under a kid's skin. So um, it'll be an amazing match. And it may be the case, I think, that it's been a while, as you say, it's been a while since we've seen any titles change hands. It's a while since anything's happened. And I could almost see that A-Kid does something to almost cost himself the title and mm-hmm. Tyler Bate wins. So I am hopeful that there'll be a, a title, a Heritage Cup title change. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll roll with A-Kid on this one. I'll go against it. There's no reason. It's a coin flip. I honestly have yeah. zero idea what's going to happen in this. There's no wrong answer. That's the, that's the fun part about it. You, you, you want this? I'm not rooting for anybody. I really, really like both guys, and I'm gonna be okay with the outcome. So, uh, <laughs> who cares? one of those, Who cares? Just sit back, relax, and enjoy. You know, bring out the popcorn. Yeah. Uh, guys, that'll do it for uh, for this segment this week. Um, but again, unfortunately, your feud with John Smith is continuing, as he has now surpassed you in first place. Uh, in the Essential Wrestling Podcast, I was, shots fired by John. So now here we go. I'm going to give you your chance. I, I was nice. It's always nice to give the little people a little bit of hope. <laughs> and so I just let him have his moment in the sun, and then the, the adults will come back and just take over very shortly. So it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Gary, glad to see you again, pal. Haircut looks great. Glad yep. to see you feeling well. And uh, we will see you next week talking uh, yep. the, the winner of the Heritage Cup match. They shall see you then. Okay, so ooh, they don't like when I'm on I'm sorry, what was that? I talked over you. It's the first time anybody's ever called me a little person. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to be like one of those things that's going to be back and forth all season long in the standings. And you're going to turn in the camera and go on, like, Gary Mahaffey! You know? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last Saturday night, Impact had one of their Impact Plus specials. They went under siege. Uh, unfortunately, we, re- we re- uh, reported false um, information here. Uh, apparently, the winner of the six-man match 
Uh, did not have to fight Steven Seagal, so I was way off on that one. But uh, <laughs> fun show nonetheless. Uh, John Smith, we'll just get right into it. Um, the six-way match, it main evented. It was ahead of Kenny Omega. I really thought that was a good idea. And uh, Moose got it done. I and mean, I guess and if you can go over the match in your opinion, that's one thing. But the question I have for you, we all knew Moose was going to get Kenny Omega at some point. Did you think it was going to be this quick? Did you think it was going to be first? Like, no, nobody – actually, a few people picked Moose. I didn't. I just thought this was, this, was, this was a way for Moose to lose, and then we can get him later on down the line. But um, it's going to be Moose at, uh, against all odds. Yeah, see, I had Moose pegged as the guy to take that belt off of Kenny Omega if it wasn't going to be Samoa Joe like you've – predicted in the in the past but like you know it seems like the more realistic one but then now this is happening and i i certainly did not expect it this soon i i thought they were they were going to give trey miguel the shot at it just because you know as a thank you for re-signing or whatever um moose i i i can't even give him a shot at winning this i i don't know why, why they're doing it so soon it doesn't make sense to me yeah, if, if this was six months down the line, I, yeah, I guess Moose has a better shot. This is like, you can't, you, 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 you take this off Kenny Omega, this whole thing, and you're going to take it off him right away. I, I don't I don't get that either. But yeah, it was Moose. He um he hit the lights out spear on Chris Saban for the win. And and he he's he's batting lead off for impact. He gets first crack at getting the impact championship back home. So, um, with that, with our uh, our champion, uh, with the Kenny Omega with the Bullet Club, they didn't do so well. That's I don't know if that was their first or their second loss as as a unit. Those three definitely their first in Impact, as Eddie Edwards and Thin Juice, the Impact Tag Team Champions, they got it done. It was a uh, Juice hit Ace like a super unprettier, uh, which was followed up by Eddie Edwards with the Boston Knee Party on Carl Anderson. So Eddie Edwards gets the pin. Eddie Edwards comes out. No, he's the one. He's 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 Joe Impact. You know, not Samoa Joe. Obviously, Samoa Joe's Joe. But no, he's he's the Johnny Gargano of Impact. He's the heart. He's the soul. He's the blood, the sweat, and the tears, and everything. So I guess it's only a matter of time before he does it. Maybe they're delaying him to be the guy that beats Kenny Omega. I think that would be fun too. Uh, but speaking of the tag team championships, there was a number one contenders match. Um, uh, earlier in the show, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, they got the job done to become the number one contenders. Um, impressive power display by Madman Fulton, yes. uh, that set up the, uh, I guess the, the slam that set up the splash for Austin to get the win. So it's going to be Madman Fulton and Finn Juice, not at against all ads, but Thursday night. So this is happening right away. Not sure. Uh, New Japan is in lockdown right now. I don't think Finn Juice is going anywhere. I know this is all pre-taped, this, that, and the other thing. But John DeCani, um, we had a kind of a lengthy, not a lengthy discussion this morning about Madman Fulton and Shining in this moment. So uh, where, where's your head at with this? Yeah, I, uh, I, it feels too early. Uh, I'm going to pick him. I'm going to pick Ace and Fulton. Uh, since no points are on the line here. But I feel like maybe there'll be a, a no contest here and it'll wind up uh, at the, the – the, what is it, June 12th or something? 13th, yeah, June 12th. 
Yeah, so maybe it'll it'll get pushed to uh, against all odds, and they'll get a rematch, and that's where they'll take it. But uh, you know, just to, to hedge my bets, I'll pick them here. But I, I got a feeling we're not necessarily going to get a, a clean finish here. All right, John Smith. Um, I I like I like Ace and Madman to win it. I I like them. Um, I think it makes more sense to do it this way, and then have Finn Juice get the rematch at that June 12th show and then they could be done with their impact run, you know, like okay. after once they get their rematch. Oh right, yeah. I like that too. That's going to be such a fun weekend. Cause we're going to have against all odds on Saturday and then in your house on Sunday. That's going to be a great, that's going to be a great weekend. That's going to be a great show on, on here, making all our picks for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I mean, I'm taking ace. That's Jersey. That's, that's a, that's a layup for me, but I, yeah, I like the fact that if you, you know, Get the rematch later on. That'd be fun at it against all that, so that'd be good. Um, Gianna Perrazzo, she uh, no shock here. She defeated Havoc to retain the Knockouts Women's Championship. She won with the Fujiwara armbar. Uh, but the one that was a little bit of a shock, uh, again, staying with New Jersey, John the Connie, Fire and Flava, two times. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're really just uh, they're making Jordan Grace look like she wasn't you know, the one who took the, the belt off of the longest running knockouts champion. They're just, they're showing her no respect recently. She gets called a, a non-factor. She loses going in in a singles match. And then, you know, what are you going to do? We get, uh, uh, the, and they were, the thing is, Grace and Ellering were overpowering these two, just tossing them around early on in this match. And uh, then eventually, uh, Fire and Flavor, they, they cut Ellering off from uh, Grace's, uh, Grace in the corner and beat up on her for a while. Grace makes the hot tag. She comes in. And the whole thing breaks down to chaos inside and out. Uh, Grace sets up for the Vader bomb, but instead gets kind of dropped throat first uh, on the ropes. And then uh, while Ellering and Hogan uh, are battling on the floor, Steels hits a frog splash. And, you know, the Brick City Boricua, New Jersey strong, new champs, new same old champs. It's two time whatever you want to call them fire flavor knockouts tag title back in jersey there you go that's it so now we get the, the male tag titles in there there we go this is this is for this is coming out nice for, for jersey <laughs> um john the kind staying with you with the x division championship uh josh alexander got it. a lot of people had phantasma i know ryan joy's been on the, the train of all the titles at Impact. And I think that'd be kind of a fun idea with the exception of nobody's beating Deanna Perrazzo. But <laughs> other than that, like this one was in jeopardy, like legitimate in jeopardy because El Fantasmo, he had a great first match. He shined in the sixth way. Well, not great. He had a semi-great first match. He didn't rip off the Undertaker. <laughs> but anyway, he had a great uh, 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 number one contenders match that he won the earnest match. And again, a great showing against Josh Alexander, but a little tap-happy. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> look at look at that ending. I mean, you know, these guys, uh, this X division, especially when you get the one, you know, they can throw six guys in the ring, and it could still be absolutely a terrific match because it, it almost doesn't get cluttered because these guys are all over the place. But when they get one on one, and you give them fifteen plus minutes to go, wow, do you get some good stuff? And yeah. that's exactly what you got here. You've got Josh Alexander, the walking weapon. He is, you know, he's the skinnier Kurt Angle. He, he's a, te you know, a technician. He's a machine. And you got El Fantasmo that's just flip-flopping. He's all over the goddamn place. Uh, these guys, they fought to the outside at one point. Josh goes for a big chop. 
he hits the 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 ring post. So now he's he's nursing that hand. Uh, El Fantasmo's cranking on the hand while he walks, you know, three quarters of the way around the ring and, you know, flying all over the place. Josh uh, tries uh, an ankle lock probably three different times. And the first two times El Fantasmo posts up and kind of curls underneath. So when he finally locks it in later in the match, uh, uh, Josh Alexander, he gets that, uh, he gets that ankle lock for the last time, sits down on it, grapevines him and tappy, tap, tap, tap. Uh, the X Division camp retains. But I'm not happy, Gilbert. Tap, tap, tappy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Josh Alexander, he, uh, that, that belt was in serious jeopardy. That, that could have went either way, and Josh Alexander got it done, and he keeps that title uh, staying put in impact. Uh, and the other three matches, uh, W. Morrissey, he defeated Willie Mack after a running boot uh, to the back of Willie's head. Post-match beatdown thwarted by Rich Swan. So this was the first time we've seen Rich Swan since losing to Kenny Omega. He came back. Uh, but shout-out to Willie Mack. That was not a uh, a bum rush attack. That was not a squash. Uh, Willie got his money's worth out of W. Morrissey. So that was actually that was a hard-hitting match, and uh, that was a lot of fun. So always shout-out to Willie. Uh, Brian Myers defeated Black Taurus. Taurus was not on fire. Uh, with the roster cut, and then Taylor Wilde and Tennille Dashwood – they defeated Kimberly and Susan after Caleb kicked uh, Susan in the face with a crescent kick. Uh, falling back into a German suplex that Tyler Wild. She didn't see Caleb do it, but I was like, what is he doing there? Oh, my God. <laughs> he just flat out kicked her right in the head. So uh, Caleb with a K, my boy. Uh, it's always a K, not a C. Uh, got the job done. And then Tennille, they celebrated afterwards. Again, Taylor Wilde, even though tagging with her, really wants absolutely nothing to do with Tennille Dashwood. So here are our standings after Under Siege, after two shows. Uh, threw up a nice little 8-1. Uh, too bad Sammy Callahan couldn't bring home the perfect pay-per-view for me. That's the only one that I got wrong. John Smith right on my tail and Gary, both with 74. Taylor uh, chimed in with a 5-4 and four and 8 points. He's up to 68. John DeCani, 5 and 4 with 9 and 7. Uh, Travis, uh, he just got the 500. He falls to 508 and 8. Ryan Joy uh, pulling up the rear, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, he did not have a good showing at Rebellion. And then here are our overall standings. As I mentioned to Gary Mahefi, uh, John Smith has overtaken the lead after the perfect pay per view at WrestleMania Backlash. He has now surpassed Gary. Uh, nice solid lead. They're 8 point lead on Gary, 10 point lead on me. John DeCani. Uh, Ryan, Joy, Tyler, and Travis round out the group. Again, if you would like to join this, actually, there's a gentleman by the name of Jushin Liger. He's been playing with us for a while. I believe he is actually in between myself and John DeCani. I know Dane Whalers. Uh, he likes to participate in these uh, pools as well. He's a little bit towards the bottom. He didn't have a good rebellion either. So uh, please join us on ProWrestlingPickem.com. If you subscribe to the Central Wrestling Podcast pool, um, you're more than welcome to play against us. We love the competition. And, uh, and it's one by one, we'll all pass Gary, right? I guess that's the game plan. <laughs> <laughs> not nice. No, it is not nice. I think Gary, good to see Gary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so with this, we are going to bring in Ryan Joy from MinisterBellTime.com. Now, Ryan, again, chiming in. In the private chat of our uh, of our studio here, 
that El Fantasmo was paying tribute to the Undertaker sure. a couple of weeks ago. Okay, but you have to realize something here, Ryan, that El Fantasmo was a member of the Bullet Club. They don't okay. pay tribute, they poke fun. Look at Matt Jackson. Matt Jackson last week. I'm sorry. I love you. Yeah, no, that was not paying tribute to Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. That's what the Bullet Club does. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, it's a huge group of guys that you're painting with one really wide brush there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the Bullet That's what the Bullet for life. They, they ripped off everything. That's, that, that, that's clearly, the Undertaker, that. clearly, Undertaker had a huge influence on El Phantasmo. You know, he walks the ropes and does, you know, the pin and everything. I think he's done a tombstone. I saw the Undertaker do a Death Valley driver to the off the top rope to the floor before, I think. Didn't you? There you go. That's fine. That's perfect. It's not ripping off anybody. Yeah, that, that's creative. <laughs> well, anyway, I digress, Ryan. I know it's always good fun to just the stupid and no arguments with you. Um, but you have uh, some small Ring of Honor news before we move forward into uh, AEW. Yeah, and this is great. Uh, Ring of Honor is making their return. They're having fan. Well, they've been back for a long time, but they're bringing fans back. And Al, I went ahead and got us a couple of tickets. Um, the show's on July 11th. You going to be there? I think I'm busy that day. I don't. I gotta run that past my wife. I think I might be busy that day. Oh shoot, that's awkward. You sure you were supposed to be there that day too? <laughs> yeah. No. I think we're both busy. <laughs> So, yes, July 11th at the Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, formerly known as the University of Maryland Baltimore College Event Center. Uh, Ring of Honor is bringing people back July 11th. So great news. It should be that promotion more than any other really lives on their fans. You know, they still do like this. They do the streamers and stuff like that. The, the front row is always very, very rowdy. Um, they need those fans back. So I think this is great. Yeah, actually, I, I've actually uh, not that I attended UMBC, but I played against them in college hockey. That was that was a good uh, stat boosting game. I was having a solid you know, three four points. <laughs> yeah, fond memories of that college. Um, Ryan, I accidentally I, I screwed up. You're gonna stay on. You have your NXT notes with you. I messed up here. I will. Uh, I thought you might have, and I will yeah. pull those up. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'm... give you a second because we're gonna start with John Smith because the cruiserweight championship. Um, Main event of the show, two out of three falls. Absolutely incredible showing by these two. Uh, and Kashuda's got his shoes back on. I guess he's done with uh, uh, Zach Gibson. Yeah, two shoes on, right? Yeah, um, yeah, two out of three falls. You know, we knew that this was going to be an awesome match going right into it. Um, Escobar got the first win, got the first fall with um, I forget how the what, what the finish was to be honest with you. But um, right, right before they were about to go to commercial break, Kushida slapped on the submission and tapped Escobar out, and it was 1-1 real quick. But it wasn't like, you know, because we were saying last week, oh, as long as they don't, they don't uh, you know, do it in like 12 minutes, as long as they give us like a nice long match, then it's going to be good. You know, they did do the second fall a little quick, but it flowed, I think. And it was a good way to go to commercial. And uh, Kushida hits the uh, – I, I don't even remember what he hit to win the match, but he pinned him with the second fall. So he got a he got a, a submission and a pinfall victory. So even though he lost the first fall, I think he still comes out on top. And, you know, Escobar can't really have a gripe at this point. No, yeah, I think this is actually done. And it's a, now you've got me watch, John Smith. Onward and upward for Santos Escobar. 
I know you want Karrion Cross again because I know you love that match and you love that feud, but where where are you thinking Santos goes next? Oh, boy. Um, that's tough. I didn't. I haven't even yeah. thought of that. First person I thought of was Dexter, but, you know, he's got the indie stuff going on and then, you know, possibly yeah. winning the title from Johnny, unless he wins the title from Johnny pretty soon. And then, you know, um, Escobar is his first, you know, program after that. Maybe that could be it. Maybe Tommaso Ciampa. Well, they're going yeah, for the tag team. Yeah, a lot of guys are already stuff. What's that? That's the thing. Everybody's got, like, a course that they're headed on already yeah. right now. Um, there was another championship match that night, Ryan. Joy, I'll throw it to you. The women's, uh, the women's championship. Uh, this was defense number one for Raquel. How'd she do? Yeah, and she got through. I, you know, it's a great first defense, really, when you when you consider all the women that are in the the division. Mercedes is about the only one that can actually kind of stand toe to toe with Raquel. She's the, yeah. the biggest woman in the in the NXT women's division, aside from Raquel. But that didn't prevent Raquel from hitting her with that choke bomb for the pinfall. So, yeah, um, Raquel made it through her first defense. I think that was. I think everybody was kind of on board with that ahead of time, but. Raquel, I think the story here is she's still got Mercedes up for that choke bomb, even though Mercedes is the biggest woman on the roster. Absolutely, yeah. That 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 choke bomb is now fair game to everybody because you're exactly right. Mercedes, that is the the biggest physically, the biggest, the tallest obstacle um, on that roster. And you know, Raquel, that you no, know, she won the match like, the week before. She absolutely destroyed her uh, at, you know, during the match with uh, Dakota Kai. So it's uh, yeah, Rhea's definitely. Inserting her dominance here in this division. It is going to be tough to get that belt off her. Um, the tag team action, MSK defeated Brazango after, I guess, I guess their move now is called End Transmission. Anyone else yeah. catch that? Yeah. Uh, but it seems like Brazango is getting a little frustrated right now that, you know, after the match is over, I think Fandango looked a little um, upset with the outcome, and they haven't been winning a <coughs> at all lately, to tell you the truth. So. Uh, maybe uh, either they fire themselves up and move forward, or maybe a split. I don't know what's coming on with them, but they look frustrated after that match. Um, John Smith, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Oni Lorcan. God, that, that was, I smiled when I saw this match. I really did. Yeah, what a slugfest this was. We knew this was going to be a hard-hitting match. Um, Oni Lorcan, somehow, when, when the odds are even, he can't get it done. But when it's, you know, Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. <laughs> you can beat them one on two. I'm going to mention it every week. I know. It's, it's, <laughs> Rightly, you should. You know, we going right now. This is good. Yeah, I mean, and of course, we all knew O'Reilly was going to beat him, but just you know, getting keeping Oni out there and with with the spotlight on him, and not just throwing him to the wayside because his partner is is injured is the way to go because he's he's done a lot to deserve this spot. So I'm glad that they didn't take it away from him. <laughs> yeah, and he's going to have a match going feel, uh, forward because he went for a post-match attach and it was thwarted by Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish off the uh, off the IR and you know, Oni was, I think, believe it was the uh, War Games match with Team McAfee against the Undisputed Era where uh, where Bobby got injured. And I, I guess maybe they're blaming Oni. You can't blame Danny Burch because he's hurt now. You know, so you got to blame somebody. So it looks like we got Bobby Fish and Oni Lorcan. You know, Fish and O'Reilly, they had a little stare down. O'Reilly was like, dude, like, I'm not doing this anymore. And Fish was like, that's that's cool. 
I, he owes me one though. Like I'm, I'm going for him. It's nothing to do with you. Like I owe him. So like that's where I don't think we're gonna get uh, another undisputed era explodes here. But uh, looks like Bobby and Oni, uh, and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a sneaky fun match if uh, Bobby's 100. So and then I guess that always begs the question, John the Connie, how many fish? How many fish could Bobby Fish fry? If Bobby Fish Bobby could fry fish. <laughs> All I know is he can't stand it. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, same with you, John the Connie. Pete Dunn came out and he was looking for somebody to pick a fight with him. There you go, Leon. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was a little pissed off. Uh, cross earlier in the night. Uh, you know, looks like he's moving towards Balor. Uh, he accused Balor of ducking him, and before he could finish that sentence, Leon attacks him from behind. So those two decided to do a little dance uh, shortly thereafter. And uh, it didn't last very long, only about uh, three minutes, a little over three minutes. Uh, Dunn trapped him in the uh, the head and arm triangle and just started dropping elbows to his skull until the referee said, I, I can't, can't let this happen anymore and called for the bell. Uh, and then afterwards, Pete Dunn broke a couple fingers just for good measure. Yeah, he has fun doing that. that that's actually kind of, you know, that, that's fun for him. <laughs> so, um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, Leon wasn't really supposed to be in that match. He kind of went out against Regal's orders. I believe he was not medically cleared after what happened with uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, who's actually up next. Um, Ryan Joy, they're called Hit Row. I believe uh, if you didn't know, now you know. NXT has a new problem. And in my opinion, they just completely buried the acclaimed. <laughs> yeah possibly they've got a four-person unit intergender uh top dollar who is uh aj francis you can also see him in more of a babyface role walk going around the wwe universe in the country looking for hidden treasures on saturday uh, sunday nights but when you turn on nxt he's part of this new hit row faction along with ashanti theodonis and i believe brandy is her name although she has a different name on this show okay i, I would hope her name's not that's that's be popping <laughs> what is it john be popping because she be popping ah uh, that's right be popping okay it's actually it's actually be fab <laughs> uh so yeah so hit row there there we go the swerve's got a posse now his entourage i like it uh going forward with swerve i enjoy it uh, in two weeks' time, actually last week was two weeks' time, so next week uh, on Tuesday the 25th, the greatest all moment of our lives is the world premiere of Frankie Monet's, and I'm assuming it's her rabbit-infested Rottweiler or whatever that stupid breed of dog is, takes dumps all over the Capitol Wrestling Center. Um, I'm assuming that's what the world premiere is, and I tell you what, um, I know Cameron got, Grimes got rich off Dogecoin, but Shotzi's going to make a killing on this. She's going to be getting rich on Doge poop. <laughs> It'll never get I old. think I can retire the Shotzi Blackhawk poop. I made two today, and I made one last day. I think is the horse beaten done with Shotzi. Okay. Wait a minute. Uh, that well, it looks like Frankie will be making an in-read debut next week. Um, and speaking of Cameron Grimes and, and Dogecoin millionaires, uh, he was at a house auction, was looking to buy a house, had a little bit of a battle going with somebody who you couldn't really see his face in the beginning. Like, who the hell is this rich guy? Who could it possibly be? Graham's got up, uh, Graham's got up to $8 million 
And then the other guy said, screw it, he threw up a 20 spot. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's two rich even for Cameron Grimes' blood. And it turns out it was once again the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Thank you, Ted DiBiase. <laughs> but uh, I guess, Ryan, as you were telling us in uh, pre-production here, there was a picture of Ted DiBiase outside potentially the Capitol Wrestling Center because he's Ted live. And yeah, I think he's it seems like uh, it, they're kind of advertising that he'll be in attendance as opposed to being in a like a pre-taped video. So I guess he'll be there. Okay, but Al, so I want to saying... bring up that uh, that photo that you put up a few seconds ago. I know it, it's down now, but I was pr pretty sure that that was not the old picture. That was a direct message from you to Shotzi asking if these were still available. I'm pretty sure that that's what I saw there. Is that what I saw? I, I believe so. I, yes, I, 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 I'm more about the dog put in the tank last week. That's why I was trying to contact her if she's still doing this. Um, <laughs> Whatever you're into. Uh, so the, Teddy Biasi, now if he's in attendance, does that mean that he's sitting with the fans or did he buy out the whole arena? I guess that is the main question we will find out tonight on NXT uh, if he shows up. Uh, what we all know what's going to happen is uh, Zoe uh, Zoe Stark, she did a video promo. The gym is her home, and we're finally going to get her versus Tony Storm. Tony, Tony Storm, Tony Storm, Tony, Tony Storm. John Smith, who do you got? I know you got it. Uh, I got Tony. Um, I, I don't think she should lose twice to Zoe. I, she, she might cheat to win, but I think she's got to win this one. I'm agreeing with you by Hooker Crook, Ryan Joy. What I like about that graphic is that I spelled Tony two different ways on the same graphic. Um, oh, yeah, there's a couple of them. Wait, wait, there's more coming. I, I noticed a couple. <laughs> okay, great. Tony Storm, uh, for sure. I think she's she needs a W, obviously. John the County. Yeah, making unanimous, although in my notes uh, – you know, you're still better than me, Ryan, because in my notes I have it down here as Zoe Stark versus Tony Stark. Oopsie. But, yes, Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I called her Tony Stark last week on here, too. So. <sighs> okay, and then uh, John the Connery, the last match we're going to talk about, actually opened the card uh, last week. The match, I believe it was the episode, it was right before WrestleMania, WrestleMania weekend, where you guys made your picks for – NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, where the three of you came up with a wild idea where what would happen if Austin Theory fought Karrion Cross? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it, it lasted longer than the 90 seconds that I think I had uh, predicted, but uh, it still was pretty much what we kind of figured. Uh, Theory actually, after that unbelievable entrance that Cross has, Theory didn't even want to step in the ring. Luckily, he had uh, Papa John there. Gargano got in his ear and used that age-old, uh, you know, sports cliche uh, originally coined by the great Michael Scott. Uh, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. So, these two. Yeah. All right. Look. He quoted Wayne Gretzky, too, by saying it. So, yeah. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, uh, Karen Cross went on to beat Austin Theory pillar to post. Uh, he would hit him with two Doomsday Saitos, that forearm smashed to the back of the skull, then locked in the cross jacket, 
ref called for the bell. Yeah, once again, just like the, the Leon Ruff, it was, this was the ref taking pity on a unfortunate opponent. Uh, this match went about six minutes. Cross uh, didn't really uh, have much trouble with him. And in the end, as uh, Gargano and Theory kind of limped it back, you know, backwards up the ramp, Cross was just locking eyes with Johnny like he had a problem with him. But wait just a minute. He kind of got that eerie feeling that someone was suddenly in the ring right next to him, and it was Finn Balor who informed him, I don't wait in lines. I want my rematch. And Cross said, I'm just as excited for this as you are. Let's do it. Yeah, so even when he was putting it, that's going to happen. Uh, it was two weeks from last week. So next week, again, it's going to be Frankie, Mon Frankie Monet's dog crapping everywhere and uh, the NXT Championship match between Karrion Cross and Finn Balor, the rematch. That will be next week. We'll talk about that next week. What kind of caught me with with this, guys, um, at the end of the match, when he was doing all the stuff at the, at the end of Theory, and even when he had him in the cross jacket, he was staring at Johnny the entire time, not just as Johnny was walking up the ramp. He was just daggers on Johnny Gargano the entire time. He was just making a mockery out of Austin Theory. So now fast forward to tonight. Uh, Johnny's got to defend his title against Bronson Reed, and because of what Karrion Cross did last week, I got a bad feeling this is coming to an end, uh, John Smith. You know what? I've been wrong about Bronson Reed thus far, so I know I'm just I'm gonna pick him now. You know, it seems like Karrion Cross has it out for Johnny. Maybe he'll he'll be part of the reason Johnny loses, or he he can get involved to counteract theory getting involved perhaps you know maybe a tsunami off the top for the win the top of the cage this is a cage match too so yeah, yeah. growing joy there's a cage how does cross well, get in well yeah that's the one thing we know about steel cage matches that the almost almost guarantees interference yeah even though they're, they're, not, they're designed to keep people out yeah I, i'm with john smith i think this is bronson reed's time to uh to uh, win the title, and Johnny Gargano is going to go back into the heavyweight division. John Connie. Yeah, you know, I think we uh, we all originally thought uh, this was going from uh, Johnny Gargano to Dexter Loomis, but now I guess I can see a route where it goes from uh, Bronson Reed tonight to maybe you know L.A. Knight, then to Loomis. So uh, yeah, give me uh, Bronson Reed taking the title here tonight. Yeah, we were way off on the Dexter Lewis thing. <laughs> that was almost like too obvious in front of us that he was going to win you know a no, I think I think that's I think that's all Indy's fault though. She did so well with this crush on Loomis that yeah. I think they called it audible. Yeah, and that, yeah. that that's still in disarray too. I think there was another couple times where I guess Candace was trying to shoot Dexter away during the show that I didn't write down on my notes. So yeah, always looking forward to NXT. Uh, I love Tuesday nights now. Um, we're definitely going to be uh, – what are we at? So we're about to be on tape time in real time. If you're watching this live, we're probably at around 7.15, which means we'll be out with plenty of time to watch NXT. Remember, folks, they own the night tonight. So we are going to turn our attention to All Elite Wrestling, the main event of our show tonight. Ryan Joy, we have a new champion. It's some of our Rusev Day. I can't believe it happened on Rusev Day, ironically enough. Any chance that Darby Allen had to retain the title was taken away in about four seconds when Miro came out. <laughs> he yeah. Miro came out, 
He attacked him. He destroyed him. Paul Turner kept trying to get a confirmation from Darby that he could ring the bell. And every time he would like lean over on Darby, Miro would attack again. So Miro had completely destroyed Darby Allen before the match had even started. We all picked Miro to win. Miro did win in the end, but there was a moment. There was a moment late in the match. You know, you had your Scorpio Sky and you had your Ethan Page come out. You had Rocky Romero in the crowd. You had Lance Archer and Jake Roberts in the crowd. There was a moment toward the end of the match where Darby has realized that he's losing. And Sting has realized that Darby is losing. And they make a little eye contact. Sting's the, the eyes from Sting said, yeah, I've lost titles before. It sucks. They did a little fist bump. Darby played all the hits, all his moves. And then Miro kicked him in the back. Game over. Ref stop. New TNT champion. Yeah, I, I The way that match started, I'm like, this might go down as the fastest bell-to-bell championship match in AEW. I thought he was going to kill him, kill him, kill him, stand him up to ring the bell, only to drop him in the game over, and it only like, technically be like an eight-second match. You know, like I thought. But no, they, they, the Darby gave him the old college try. He tried. He got a couple moves in here and there, but that one's just I, – I don't have any idea. And Archer came out after the match, right? It's going to be – it looks like Miro and Archer uh, going towards double or nothing, and that is going to be – very hard hitting. That is going to be. That's. I think that's something that a lot of people are going to be looking forward to. Uh, speaking of double or nothing, John Smith, there was a match to determine the number one contender and the challenger for Kenny Omega. We know Moose has him on the Impact side, but who's going to get him on the AEW side? Um. Well, it's actually going to be both of them. Hey. Because- look at that. Kenny had to get his nose, stick his nose, and and get him, get involved in the match. You know, the match was going was going nice. Pac, I think, had the upper hand, and then all of a sudden, you know, Kenny thinks he's just going to have no opponent by just taking them both out and ending it in a in a double count, double disqualification. But that's not the case. So now we have a triple threat match going forward. Yeah, so the, here's the question. I asked it to Ryan Join pre-production last Thursday morning. <laughs> I believe John the Connie, I believe you were in that conversation earlier. Well, the Thursday guest listener. John Smith, I will ask you this. How devastating is the Pac kicked Cassidy in the back of the head and then hit him with a liner bomb? How devastating is Pac to the point where Cassidy was outside on the ring? He was out for the entire commercial break. He was out when they came back, and then when Kenny Omega hit Pac, and he still couldn't answer the 10 count. Like, how devastating is Pac here? I think Orange Cassidy might have been hanging out with RVD backstage beforehand, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Man, he was you just – You can't just I – mean, uh, That, you can't that just put like Triple H over. and Booker T to shame from WrestleMania 19. Everyone gives me slack. All the time, oh my god, you stayed down it now. Orange Cassidy was down for five minutes and still couldn't get up. You, you gloss <laughs> over the legitimate injury. <laughs> Actually, he was legit out cold. He was legit out cold. Yeah, how devastating is Pac? I guess pretty devastating. Yeah, pretty oh, devastating. I he was actually knocked out. That was my question. Yes, he was. I'm playing along. Booker T was probably knocked out too. We ever taken a pedigree from Hunter back in 2003? It's devastating. 
I digress. Ryan, so uh, New Japan crossed over. The Forbidden Door was open. And here comes uh, Blue Justice. Got it right. I was in Chocolate Thunder, go. Blue Thunder, Chocolate Justice. I, I Willie Max in there somewhere as well. Here comes New Gigi Nagata. And uh, he was challenging uh, John Moxley. There goes John Moxley ripping off Rick Vaughn, huh? Yeah, John Moxley comes out to the, uh, the wild thing as his entrance music, a tribute to Oneida, who is just starting up a deathmatch promotion over in Japan. Oneida's a deathmatch legend. I don't know who that is. Come on. Legendary Cleveland Indians pitcher. He struck out Cool Haywood in the, 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 the play-in game. Oh, my God. We wear John caps. And I have covered this extensively. <laughs> we have covered this extensively on the Daily Wrestling News show that I don't know anything about sports. Or <laughs> <laughs> apparently movies. But any... <laughs> anyway, go keep going. Or sports yeah. movies. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Okay, so let's uh, just summarize the match. Punch, kick, clothesline, forearm, paradigm shift, victory for John Moxley. They bowed to each other after the ring yes. uh, afterwards, you know, show a little respect. And uh, Yuji Nagata, the latest victim. On John yeah, Moxley's list. Yeah, that was fun. I'm I'm glad they got him on. I don't know whose spot he took on that show, but hell yeah. I mean Eugene Nagata, he's earned the respect of everybody all across the world. And uh, you know, everybody you know who botches his nickname, at least they have somewhat of an idea who he is. Like I know who he is, I just screwed up the nickname. <laughs> um and speaking of okay, so there was a show of respect there. Speaking of okay, so lack of respect, we're gonna go to the AEW tag team championship match. Uh, where the Young Bucks, John the Connie, uh, they got the job done. They are still the champions, and therefore. Yes, uh, we had uh, we had Don Callis on commentary. We had the Good Brothers ringside. Uh, early on, we had Nick uh, outside the ring with uh, Christopher Daniels. He super kicked his head into the ring post, busted him wide open. He was bleeding like a stuck pig. Um. We had Kazarian at one point roll up uh, Matt, uh, but Gallows distracted the ref. So, you know, there was a potential, uh, you know, uh, tag title championship right there uh, snatched from their grip. Later on, we had Matt deliver the sarcastic, I'm sorry, I love you, super kick to Daniels, but that one only went for two. Uh, but Matt would shortly thereafter use the cold spray right into Daniels' eyes. And then hit him in the head with the can. Uh, this would lead to the BTE trigger on Daniels for the win. And that is the end of SCU. But it was much more important for the production team to take us backstage to show us Moxley and Kingston uh, destroying the Elite's locker room instead of the tender moment between two longtime uh, partners who were now ending their run. They go, you know, back to the ring. We got about 10 seconds of uh, uh, Daniels and Kazarian sharing a hug uh, and ending the segment. But there you go. That is the end of SoCal. Very sad. Uncensored. Yeah, so they – I don't even think – it was after the commercial break they showed the hug. I don't even think they went back to the ring after – Everything Christopher Daniels did for you guys, he stayed, in, you know, unretired. He stayed in the ring, started the company. And you're gonna do him dirty, like unbelievable, unbelievable. So anyway, so now the Bull Club, they go back. They see their locker rooms trashed. Uh, so the Bucks, they uh, invited Moxley and Kingston to a super kick party 
at Double or Nothing. That has yet to be confirmed, but it probably will be confirmed tomorrow night. Uh, but tomorrow night, actually, both teams in action. So first we'll go uh, right here. we got John Moxley and Eddie Kingston. They're going to be uh, teaming up. They're going to be uh, fighting the acclaimed. Uh, that's one match right there. And then the Bucks are going to be putting the tag titles on the line again. They got the Varsity Blondes or the Varsity Bengals or the, the something like that, right? I threw that up bad last time. Um, Ryan Joy, you could be the AEW correspondent. Who do you got in these two matches? Well, it's really hard. I mean, the Varsity Blondes are 10 and 2. They've had like almost three times the amount of matches as the Young Bucks have this year. So, um, yeah, they're going to lose. The Young Bucks are going to win that match. <laughs> and, uh, and Kingston and Moxley, you know, this is interesting. They're going up against the acclaimed. The acclaimed has been on a roll, um, so to speak. But Kingston and Moxley are going to roll over them, too. Those two teams obviously headed for each other at double or nothing. Correct, John Smith. Um, yeah, I'll take both teams pictured. <laughs> yeah, if I draw wrestlers hasn't gone to them yet, they're not winning this match, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, yo, yeah! Give me uh, Mox and Kingston in the Bucks, and uh, hopefully though, uh, in the in the uh, Mox Kingston match, the acclaimed will try something. You know, they try the boom box or the the chain or something like that, and Moxie and Kingston will make them pay for it. That that would yeah, be the best. You just hope uh, that Bowens, uh, Anthony Bowens, Bowens is the one that's from Jersey, right? And Castor's the one that doesn't shut up, so it, it may have him backwards. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so yeah, we'll go towards uh, we're going towards double or nothing with those two teams. I got those two teams also. Um, interesting match, potentially a double or nothing. That's gonna be that's gonna be fun to see. We all pick for that one. Speaking of double or nothing, Pinnacle's coronation uh, ended in a bubbly bath, courtesy of the inner circle. So this started. Jericho came out. They came out on the truck. We're like, what the hell is he doing? He was claiming he wants a rematch. MJF kept on telling him no. So they went uh, a bubbly bath on him, a.k.a. Stone Cold, a.k.a. Kurt Angle, uh, with the milk bath, and shot out to Steve Austin. I don't want to just, I mean, I'm not trying to do the rip-off thing. This is too obvious on that one. But when Kurt Angle did the milk bath on the Alliance, Austin didn't move the entire time. He shielded his face with the WWF Championship, and he took everything. So I, it's the only thing that everybody – he started it, but he was the one that toughed that out on that one. I thought that was really awesome. But yeah, so – Pinnacle squirming everywhere. Sammy shuts off the hose. Jericho asks him again, do we get our rematch? MJF said, yes, we'll do a match that you guys lost last year. So we're bringing back Stadium Stampede with one condition. And this is why this match is not official yet because uh, Jericho has yet to answer that. If the Pinnacle wins, then the Inner Circle must disband. So uh, they're doing the same thing to the Inner Circle that they did the Iconics, and I don't like it. So... <laughs> All that to circle around to comparing the inner circle to the iconics. Anybody? No, <laughs> I'll just put this over my head and they're just freaking in shame. Um, Cody Rhodes did an in ring promo, tired of Anthony Ugogo running down the United States. So, for one night only, he's putting away the American nightmare and he is bringing back the American dream. Ryan Anthony Gogo has Austin Gunn tomorrow night, and um, you really enjoyed the promo, though. I'll let you have a couple minutes on that. With yeah, Anthony Gogo. I mean, he had a promo last night on Dark Elevation, and it was mainly not not really about Austin Gunn. It was about 
Cody Rhodes. And, uh, you know, he's really well-spoken. He's really, he's a really gonna He's going to be a star at some point. Um, this match with Austin Gunn, I think is going to be a two match move though. I think this is going to be a punch to the gut. They're not going to show us any Anthony Agogo before the pay-per-view. And then we'll get to the pay-per-view and we'll see that he can wrestle a little bit, but I don't think we're going to see anything until then. As far as the Cody Rhodes promo, I thought it was very good. And I like to kind of think of it as more of a concept. It's the American dream against the guy who doesn't like America. Not necessarily the American dream Cody Rhodes. It's yeah. the concept of the American dream versus this concept of hating America. That's how I go with it. Yeah, and this, and this, uh, you say the cat and dogs is you know the rivalry of the story as long as time. You know how many times has the anti-American, whether it be Nikolai Volkov or the Iron Sheik or Sergeant Slaughter or whatever, going against America? You know, so this you know this the story never gets old. There's going to be the USA chance in the crowd, and uh, yeah, let's let's see where we go from there. Any uh, anyone going to give Austin Gunn a shot here against uh, Anthony Agogo? Uh, interesting set of circumstances backstage. Hangman Page hanging out with the Dark Order, but he wants Brian Cage again at Double or Nothing. Uh, but this time he told him to man up and fight alone. So the match that we all got wrong the first time around, we have to pick again. And I think it's like five times harder now because, you know, no Cage can win. So uh, let's see. We'll talk about that uh, next week because I believe uh, Double or Nothing is in two weeks, right? Not this weekend, but the next weekend. So we'll bring that up next week. Thunder Rosa was in action. She defeated in action uh, with the Thunder Driver. So we'll bring up the two women's division matches this uh, this week, tomorrow night on Dynamite. We have Akaru Shida. She is going to be fighting uh, Reba, not Rebel. Or Rebel, not Reba. I still don't know which one is correct. <laughs> but Akaru Shida, the AEW Women's Champion, she will be fighting uh, Dr. Britt Baker's sidekick. But then we have the NWA Championship on the line. We have the champion, Serena Deeb, returning from injury. She will be uh, defending against Red Velvet, which is a sneaky good match. I actually really like that matchup, John DeConi. Yeah, absolutely. This one should be, uh, you know, not a walkover. I, I, I don't expect uh, Red Velvet to win, but uh, I think we'll uh, we'll get exposed uh, to a little bit more of her talent here. And uh, Serena will eventually take it, though, I believe. John Smith. What he said. <laughs> All right, Ryan Joy. Yeah, Serena Deeb beats Red Velvet for sure. Uh, possibly a Thunder Rosa angle in the post-match area. Thunder Rosa has a match coming up on NWA someplace. Uh, they haven't announced the date where she's putting her ability to wrestle outside of NWA on the line. Um, so they need to get that NWA title back under uh, NWA banner. And as for Sheeta, I think that you're going to get another post-match angle there with Britt Baker. After yeah, that's got, a post -match attack. that's got post-match attack written all over. That's correct. Yep. I have to do that a lot more now that Miz isn't around. So just be that'll, be, that'll be a crutch performance by Reba. Right, there you go. And then uh, Christian Cage, future uh, AEW world champion Christian Cage, had an open contract that he wanted somebody from Team Taz to sign. But it was, but it was signed apparently by Evan Bourne, pictured here. Uh, <laughs> from what, 10 years ago? Every morning, Christian? Uh, and apparently it's it's Rebel, not Seidel. Uh, going, yeah, so they're going to go, Matt Seidel signed the match. couple of uh, slippy jokes by Christian Cage 
as they are both entering the Casino Battle Royal at Double or Nothing, where the winner gets an AEW Championship match. So that match has Christian Cage written all over it. Um, but who do you got in this one for the time being, John Smith? Uh, it's tough. I think I'm going to go with Seidel on this one. I think he needs it. Okay, Matt and Ryan Joy, you two against Christian. Yeah, I gotta go Christian Cage. I can't, I can't pick Matt Seidel there. And I just, for people to know, the last like five graphics that he's put up for singles matches, those were their singles records, not their tag team records, but even though that's what it said. <laughs> yeah, I know. We just said, between your show and then this show getting taped, it was, it was a rush to get everything ready. So I appreciate yeah. you getting this done for me. I was a couple shows behind as well. I kind of panicked there for a second. But we got it done. We're having fun. John McConney. Yeah, give me Christian Cage here. Okay, well, this might be record time. I can't remember the last time he went an hour and a half. Here we go. Uh, on with the promotions. The primetime oh, wow. rundown powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzinka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca is now airing at 6 p.m. on Friday nights as they take you through the world of sports right here on all of the Eastern Observer platforms. Uh, Stanley Cup finals started. The Stanley Cup playoffs, they started. I'm sure they're going to be talking about that. Islanders have a big game tonight. I'm excited as they won game one in overtime. Uh, for more information, please go to... TheEasternObserver.com, all one word with the the in the beginning. Tune in to the Daily Wrestling News Show Monday through Thursday and sometimes Fridays at 10 a.m. and get your morning cup of joy with Ryan and his band of merry co-hosts. Uh, this morning, please go back and watch this one. Watch all of them, but definitely go back in this one. Ryan and the Daily Wrestling News Show celebrated its 100th episode today. Uh, they went five boxes strong. The three of us were on, along with Travis Severance. It was a lot of fun. And uh, we did some uh, some fortune telling, some futuristic telling. And at the end, I got killed for picking Eva Marie to be the next World Women's Champion. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can see this show and, and hear it on all of the Eastern Observer platforms, as well as Spotify, iHeartRadio, all of that fun stuff. <laughs> The Body Slam Brigade newsletter, over 4,200 subscribers received this weekly column. Make sure you go to minutesthebelltime.com to subscribe. The Body Slam Brigade, by Ryan, for you, for free. The Black Cats NYC album, New Cake, uh, is still on sale now on all of these music platform providers, Pandora, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, anywhere where you can get music, you can pick up the Black Cat NYC new album, Free Cake. And then as we've been saying all show, at the beginning of the show, and even a little bit towards the beginning, please go to ProWrestlingPickup.com. The new season has started. The 2021-22 season of Pick'em matches has started. Uh, but that does not mean you are late to the party. It is more than a time. The season is a year long. It ends at WrestleMania 38. You can join in and pick all of the promotions that are here stateside, uh, Impact, NXT, AEW, and, of course, WWE. Please join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast pool, or you can create a private pool with your friends and play against them without any interruption from anybody. Play against your friends. 
play against the universe. That's where that line comes from. You can play against your friends, or you can play against the universe. And then you put the thumbs up, and you win, because she'll like it too. <laughs> Join us back here next week. I forgot our graph. Oh, my God. Join us back here with episode 55. So, oh, my God, hour and 35 minutes. This is a new time. It's only 7.30. The Islanders are about to drop the puck, and we have about a half an hour until NXT starts. Unless you want to go on to YouTube and rewind and watch the beginning of Dark and watch the 17 matches that are slated for that show. And they'll parlay at the same time because you're going to get every match correct. Um, <laughs> anything you want to say before we go? John Smith. <clears throat> uh, no, I got nothing. All right. Man, a few words, but those words count. John the Connie. <laughs> no, I think we covered all the bases. All right. Ryan Joy. Congratulations again on 100 episodes, pal. That was a lot of fun this morning. Glad to be a part of it. And glad that you're a part of it with us. And, you know, I said when we found you and we agreed to this partnership, I remember on the first episode, you probably thought I was crazy. We're really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship that will never, ever end. And I thought maybe that was a little bit too much too far asking you to marry us on our first date. But here you are still around. And uh, we're, we're glad to have you. And we wish you the continued success on the Daily Wrestling News Show every morning. It took me about three months to realize that was a Firefly Funhouse reference. Are you serious? <laughs> it took me for it. I'm like, why is he singing to me? <laughs> but, on a, but on AEW Dark tonight, Diamante versus Chris Statlander. There's your uh, there's your one match that might be a little bit hard to call. Statlander. Um, yeah, I think that's probably right. <laughs> See, AEW, right? The better wrestler usually wins. That's not a shot on Diamante, but just. Chris Statlander is just better. You know, we have the fact that we haven't seen Dean Monty on Dynamite since that uh, that tag team tournament. You know, it's Sunny Kiss and Serpentico. I know Jersey. That's 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 your thing, right? So Sunny Kiss. Serpentico from Jersey. I thought he was from like Mexico. Sunny Kiss. Oh, Sunny Kiss. I think he said Serpentico. Well, that's who's wrestling Serpentico. Oh, Sunny Kiss is gonna whoop his ass. Yeah. The brick rose or the powerhouse rose. What's Sunny's name? The concrete rose. There you go. There you go. Yeah, Sunny. Go get him. All right, thank you very much for joining us. Alexa Bliss, we love you. Looking forward to you and Lily potentially winning the Tag Team Championships. Tegan Knox, it, it's about that time. Let's go. Let's get to it. Um, come back. I said that you got to be excited about Dakota turning and winning the championship and then uh, Tegan returning. Uh, That's been my dream NXT Women's Championship match on a takeover for the longest time now. Circle back to those two. And then, unfortunately, I don't have the graphic now, but thank you to my stepdaughter. Miz, get well soon, buddy. Uh, I believe he needs, like, garlic and, like, a steak or something to get rid of uh, zombie bites, right, or something like that, or am I just a silver bullet? Yeah, holy water. <laughs> holy water. That's where we're going with holy water. So get well soon, Miz. We'll see you when we see you. Gentlemen, John DeConte, take it home. Thanks for joining us, and as always, we wish you the best in all your future endeavors. Now, I got cut off this morning. All right, here's 